Bubblers, it's Liz here. I'm in the post-production studio, which actually happens just to be my bedroom. But uh, in the age of digital technology, a, a studio is wherever you want it to be. Uh, so I'm just uh, putting together this uh, week's episode uh, and we are covering our latest podcasts, reading. Uh, I have done a little more than that this week, but she has got it out into the Sydney nights, which are long and cold and seen a bit more of the city. So uh, sit back and listen for the next 20 minutes or so to see what we've been up to. Bye. Hi Nat, here we are back I know. for episode three. I know, hey Liz, I can't believe it. So just to set the scene for everybody, we're currently sitting um, at Liz's, uh, one of her businesses, The Little Space in Bondi Junction, great space if you're needing co-working or event space. <laughs> Good Thank plug. you Nat, thank you. Um, just to, to picture, we're sitting here in one of the spare rooms, currently eating lunch because we literally had a 23 minute window, I think, between all our meetings and You've just rushed from the gym. I went this yep. morning, um, phone calls. Um, I've got to pick up one of my kids from school early, rush them around to an appointment. It's pretty much like a normal day for us, isn't yeah, it? that's right. <laughs> so insane. we literally have right in front of us the most beautiful array of salt pepper tofu, green beans and dumplings. So if you hear us munching, we're so sorry. Yeah, it th- dis- might be a bit of a disgusting sound, but... <laughs> We have we no have... other time. We need to eat. We need to eat and podcast at the same time. And we like to eat, don't we? We love to eat. Oh, my God. So maybe this might be a feature of our podcast. Oh, yes. The mastication in oh. the background. Well, absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because, you know, you've got to multitask, don't we? You do. You do. Absolutely. So, so what have you been doing Okay, lately? so I have a bit of a short list. I know you've got a longer list of things you've been <laughs> to. Now. But, <laughs> but mine now. has been... Um, curtailed somewhat by my recent house move as you know I still have no internet two weeks after our move which has been both a blessing and a curse (laughs) so um yeah we've had a lot of children are actually talking to one another yeah they're talking to each other board games board games games of 500 there's a giant puzzle on the table Mm. the dogs are getting brushed a lot Mm. for lack of other things to do anyway they're happy I'm kind of um craving a bit of um, yeah, brain dead time in front of a screen. But I can share anyway. with you some of the things <laughs> so, that you should watch so when I've it got... comes back on shortly. But I have had the uh, podcast, yes, which uh, on my four G and um, reading, of course. So they're my two little <laughs> contributions to Go this week's podcast. So um, the first one I thought I'd talk about quickly is a podcast which I discovered, um, and I generally find them by hitting the browse button and just seeing what's latest hits mm. or top shows. Yeah, and I always find it hard to know what's the latest other yeah. than hearing from other people. So that's a good that's idea. That's right. And there's a lot of, of there is a lot of kind of rubbish there, um, but it's there's some gold in there as well. So Including Out of the Bubble. Out of the Bubble. That's yes, a great one. I heard that's a good one. Um, so is. this one's called How <laughs> I Work and she's an Australian Write that one psychologist. Down. And yeah. the, the beauty of the podcast is most of them are about seven or eight minutes. Right. Um, and I think she takes excerpts from longer episodes but really great stuff about um working uh smarter not harder Uh, and really great stuff like the as we've just been talking about multitasking Uh but the cost of multitasking to your brain and Mm. the fact that i mean we kind of know this but it takes 40 minutes to reset after a 
switch from one task to the other. Really? So she says if you add that up in a normal day, if you are constantly multitasking, that's really a loss of three hours work. I was going to so say you a could lot go of work. Nine till two <laughs> would be your work day without multitasking yes. in terms of productivity wow. versus nine to five. Wow. So okay. stuff like that. Um, she talks about sleep, um, oh, how so to, important. yes, and how to kind of, uh, I guess, plan your work day based on your troughs and mm-hmm. lows and so and talks talks some really interesting people about how they kind of will leave their phone outside their office, come in, do their most difficult tasks like article writing, yep. um, first up when their brain's fresh and they're yes. most productive, resisting the urge to just hit the email straight off mm, and yes. leaving those tasks to the lower parts of the day when you're yep. not as effective. Yep. So just each episode is really interesting. about how you manage your day and your time Absolutely. rather than reactive. Yeah, reactive. And also some awesome stuff. So a guy that runs this huge company, I can't remember what it is in the states and he talks about um one day is uh just on his computer or phone or whatever emails and um dealing with <clears throat> communications then it's straight meeting days and then friday he switches off he, he locks his phone hands it to his pa and wow. he is off friday saturday sunday right this one uh, down. awesome so, so really inspiring in stuff work. Um, how I work. Oh, how I work. How I Sorry. work. And she's Australian and okay. has a really nice kind of. It's Noted. a nice voice to listen to. So that was, that's a great podcast. Um, and I'm trying to think of, other, but I I won't um, keep going on the podcast because I know you've got a lot to get through. Well, I won't go so. through all of them because I can save them for other ones. But what I wanted to share was um, so I'm big on keeping it up to date with the news. So for so long, when the kids were little, you know, and also it was so depressing just to watch the news and. But I kind of find now they're a bit older. I wanted to get more engaged politically as well as um, just general news and what's going on. So I've done some time and research into the kind of things. So these are, I just wanted to share with you, I guess, for me to stay engaged with what's going on because I won't buy paper, maybe on the weekend on occasion and sit down and read the Saturday paper. But yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Mm. But how do you stay up to date? So I found a few, and you put me onto one, which is the Party Room, right? Which yep. I absolutely love. Fantastic recap. Oh, it's such a good, especially through the election. I found it was really great. So it's um, Fran Kelly and Patricia Cavallis, PK, yeah. um, both um, ABC uh, journos. Really great insights into what's going on, and just a really great summary of what's happening. And at the moment, gosh, it's just been insane with the media raids through to China having warships in our Sydney Harbour through to, I mean, you name it, there's just so much going on. So it's, if you miss things, it's a really great way to catch up. And and also, I think their insights, because they've been in Canberra so long, yes. are better than you'd get just from reading the straight oh, news source. Like absolutely. It's really, and then they've got the contact, so they have really good people coming in and chatting, and yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, it's really entertaining. And one of the newer ones that's come on, which is also Australian, is called 7am. So right. it's a 15-minute snapshot every morning that's released. It's through Schwartz Media. Yeah. Um, and they do... Oh, what's their print or online publication? Um, that's Conversation or Saturday Paper, one of those, which all of which I read, but not always. So podcasts I find are really great. So I've dropped the kids at school or I'm in between meetings or whatever. I just pop in my AirPods and I have a listen to whatever or taking the dog for a walk. So, yeah, 7am is great because it's like a... 
deep dive into one particular topic right. of the day. So the one from today, um, from Friday the 14th of June, was just very much this, the week that was and how it's the second week of the Morrison government and how it's just been another diabolical disaster. Right, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's, oh. And why. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fascinating. The other one that I listen to more from a global perspective is BBC World News. Oh, okay. Because Our podcast. Yes. And it's actually a really good summary. You would think it'd be really UK heavy or Europe heavy, but it's not. It's actually quite global. It's Asia, it's Australia, it's the US. I mean, look, it's only usually 25 to 30 minutes a day, so they only have maybe six to eight stories but it's still a really good synopsis of what's happening and then they follow stories if they're happening so with this week the um, protests in Hong Kong and they've been following that day to day and getting really interesting interviews as well okay. yeah because I think you often lack that analysis if you're just picking yes. up the Sydney Morning Herald you just don't get that no exactly yeah it's a little well, on the super more superficial side exactly yeah and just to while we're talking about the mm. sort of politics catch up yes. um, I really like listening to conversate not conversation, mm. sorry. Um, late Night Live. Oh, okay. And um, that's my kind of... Mm. I often fall asleep, I must say. But <laughs> but there's two two people I love. <laughs> Better than has, melatonin. Has, exactly. <laughs> has on his show, Lara Tingle is I one. Am. And she will give a political update. Ooh. Again, an in-depth kind of her view of things for the week. It's very conversational um, with Philip that. Adams. And uh-huh. I really like that segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often just listen to that and then don't listen to the rest. Um, okay. And he also has an American correspondent oh. who's terrific at giving a little view on American politics oh, and does it in a very entertaining way. So, yeah, if you can, in, if you have a look on the podcast, you'll see when they're on. So that's also a good little quick mm. politics catch up. Oh, awesome. So I thought I'd throw in because that's really good for us. And like my daughter asked me this week because they were doing stuff at school because of Sudan. Um, she said, what's going on there? You know, what's happening? And I was actually able to answer her and tell her about what's been happening there and why, um, you know, they're sending prayers and thoughts to Sudan with um, all the upheaval and unrest that's been going on there. So, yeah, so I'm feeling quite connected now on that sense. So I'm feeling quite mm. covered. I mean, I'm sure there are others, but it's kind of like a daily ritual now to listen to all these things that it's I do. It's a nice, easy way to take your news in. Yeah, exactly, because sitting down and reading, which I can do as well, but I prefer the podcast medium. That's terrific. I think most people are. But I thought I'd throw in um, a kid's one that I listen to with my kids called Short and Curly, okay. which is also ABC, and it's just little snapshots of um, scenarios, sometimes ethical things and what would happen and stories and yeah really interesting um way to sort of engage kids if you know on the right to school if you don't want to listen to your top 40 rubbish that the kids often want to do i don't know how many more times i can listen to old time road (sighs) in the various versions that exist i think there's we're up to remix number four um i think i can wrap the whole thing to billy ray cyrus right now um (laughs) it's not a good sign um but trying to keep above board um so yeah short and curly definitely a good one for the kids Okay, so podcast we've got covered. We've got covered. Tell us about what you've been reading. Okay, you're definitely more the read. I mean, I read, but I've been a bit lax. I've been more on the TV over the last few weeks. Okay, so well, you, not you having can... had the, even yeah. the choice, it's a game of cards or reading. So, so go for the I reading. mainly will choose the reading. Uh, so I've just finished a non-fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having a bit of a Don Watson phase, oh. and it's American Journeys, and it's actually ten years old. 
but must have been so re-released. controversial? Yeah, so why, why am I reading an old book? And yeah. I didn't realise I was just in the um, airport in the, you know, the latest releases. So <laughs> yeah. It must have been re-released. Anyway. Or someone popped it in there because they picked it up and then went, <laughs> I'm not interested in this and left it on the shop. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe cool, you release. <laughs> Washed into my... <laughs> into my life. Um, but, but just... He's just a fabulous writer. Oh, he is. <clears throat> he wrote the Paul Keating one. He did, he? yeah. And he's you just um, so entertaining. He wrote The Bush, which is really just, I uh, just should be a must read for everyone about mm-hmm. Australian, changing Australian landscape, um, physical landscape. Um, but it's just really entertaining and it's written, it was written at the end of the Bush presidency just before Obama came in. And so, it, it, oh, although it's political landscape, not yeah, the, the politi- physical landscape of Australia. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, thinking, no, no, no. Oh, the, about, like, the, the Bush is the, no, the Bush is about the physical landscape. Oh, this American journey is about oh. the political oh, landscape. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Just having a slight food coma with my okay. salt, it's the MSG, it's the MSG, MSG the, from the tofu. It's <laughs> just kicking in, giving you a mind warp. Um, <laughs> now this is about the um, political landscape. Got it. But okay, it's I'm interesting, even though it's ten years old. I guess that the politics has swung back to that kind of Bush era Mm -hmm. and so it's you know you're looking at this sort of we've cycled through Obama and Obamacare Mm -hmm. and are kind of trying to create a bit more social equity Mm -hmm. and we're back in Trumpism now and so so it's just an interesting looking nothing has really changed in terms of the you know the people are really disenfranchised in that that country Mm. but it's really fascinating about how Religious, the country, yes. you know, oh. Christian fundamentalism is and so has such a sway with values, family sway. values, and politics. But it really drills stuff. down oh. into the kind of the everyday person and how that, mm-hmm. how they see the world, and including kind of you know this, they call it intelligent design instead of, you know, the Darwinism. So it's just really fascinating about the kind of where the where the the average person is i guess yeah. in the the big middle section of american society and and why and how much that of that is based on the history and this kind of deeply entrenched idea of freedom and oh. that idea of freedom means small government and so mm-hmm. small government means we don't actually give you any health care and so so it sort of explains wow. all that which i've always found really yeah. really deeply confusing yes and you realize we live in a society with quite a deep safety net for people when you compare to other countries but anyway yeah. that was my reading fascinating and i had just um picked up a new <gasps> copy of the monthly i do love that can I'm, i borrow that one you can finished? borrow that one and I, i'm gonna make myself read it from cover to cover because it's one of that. those you've got to really it's a certain discipline it's like going for an extra long run oh because God. you've yeah, got to it's in-depth reading but extremely uh rewarding so i'll tell mm-hmm. you what's in that um next and Excellent. i'll try and read something a bit more light-hearted <laughs> no, for the no. Next podcast. not at all i think <laughs> You can you can stick to the hard stuff. Okay. For the easy okay, stuff. you go. Yeah, tell me no. what you've been. Okay, out and about, Nat. Out and about. Where well, have you been? Vivid. Vivid's been on for the last few weeks, and being the slightly organised person that I am, only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> As you know me, very organised. Um, so first weekend, opening night, took the kids. Yeah. So impressive. So impressive. Plan it out, put it in the diary weeks ahead, knew it, kept it clear, went. Crowds weren't too bad, I have to say. I've heard since then it's been like a total heave of humanity oh, and waves God, of like people. And I just feel for people when they've got prams and little mm. kids. At least my kids, well, they're they're above average height generally anyway. So you they're fine. I can find them wherever they are. If you, if you lost them, they could probably and make they've got their, their phones home. And yeah, they could probably hop on a bus. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't want them to. But yes, <laughs> I'm sure they could find their way home. But Vivid was awesome. Um, it's only on for a couple more nights. But I, I just... 
I don't know. I'm a fan. I love oh, Vivid. Amazing. It's the light, oh, the design, um, the artwork through the way they've done it now in the botanical gardens, you know, managing the people flow all one way through there just makes it so much easier. Um, great little pop-up food areas, not just the massive food trucks. They've got lots of different interesting things. And then a lot more interactive stuff than I've seen previously. Particularly love these sound bowls, these crystal sound bowls that you would do yourself and then the light would come up and down. But my personal favourite were the fireflies, like this whole field that were connected by lights and string that you couldn't see that were being moved around. And it just looked like a whole massive field of thousands of fireflies. It's so, so and, beautiful. And where did you walk? So, uh, of course, it goes from, like, it's right across the city. So it it'll is. Be a big... We only did um, Circular Quay Botanical Gardens okay. and outside the front of the MCA, the overseas passenger terminal and around there kind of thing. We didn't get to Barangaroo, but I heard that was pretty awesome too. And also Chatswood was pretty cool. Wow. But also okay. Luna Park, we could see, Remember? which was beautiful. And, of course, love the Harbour Bridge when it's all lit oh, up amazing. and shiny and sparkly. But it's just... Fun and the lights and the pretty amazing pretty yeah amazing. and then I also did another vivid thing which is a little left of field was I went to curveball which you were curveball. meant to come with I know. oh my god I don't think I've Next talked year to for you curveball. no I thought we should save it oh well let me tell you it was super fun okay so maybe the demographic was a tad younger than I'd expected okay. but That's I don't care doesn't matter. the music was great except for one DJ that I didn't really like so we left um, there were about 10 of us and we left and went for a walk none of us liked it sounded a bit like screeching cats but that aside oh. um, being run over it was not good oh. um, oh. someone was singing and it was just not great anyway um, overall awesome warehouse party from when we were in our 20s type thing great reminiscence carriage works phenomenal venue um, lots and lots of fun um, music was great and the best thing is, it's from 2pm till 10pm. Oh, it's daytime um, <laughs> dancing, but it's all dark with Dance lights. Dance time bananas. I know. Oh. Well, not quite. Yeah. We were on the older side, mind you, yeah. but there was some, it was a good mix. There was definitely people there older than us, though. And you still get your eight hours sleep. Oh, I know. So I got home, I think it was about quarter past 11, and I was in bed <laughs> and asleep and woke up the next morning. <laughs> Out comes a vacuum cleaner. I'm ready for the day. You know, cleaning the house and getting it all done. Feeling fine. No, it definitely was lots of fun. And look, Vivid's so great because there's all the talks that are on, there's exhibitions, there's like curveball, there's always interesting stuff. I saw friends doing a yoga flow at Pier 1 overlooking the Harbour Bridge and um, um, Lynn Park. Like, there's just always so much I to do. all over the city. Which yeah, I love. I, so. I have been in the day. Yes. Oh, we were there last weekend and, yes. um, at Barangaroo and... You can see it's thinking all, we should come back at night. But <laughs> it's actually lit up. It just, it cool. It's a whole nother level. So that was awesome. Absolutely wow. loved it. Okay. I wish Next it was year. on longer. It's only three weeks. I wish it was on longer. I'm going to have to hurry. To yes. yes. Like tonight or tonight. tomorrow. And that's it because it literally finishes tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. No, literally. Hurry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll get you organized next year. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Right. I'll put you, I'll send you an invitation. Yeah. I'll calendar just... diary note. Put it in. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it in the diary. <laughs> okay. So while I so stuff in one more piece of salt and pepper tofu. Oh, um, so good, isn't it? Uh, what else have we got? Any fashion dance? No, I've no. been a little lax okay. on that. I'll be yeah. completely honest. I've got Barangaroo coming up um, um, as in the dance. dance. Sorry, Bangara, the dance company i've got that coming up which is really good and something else i think some theater is all booked in for the before our next potty so I'll okay be able good to yep me too back. i've got something at Belvoir oh coming great. up can't so remember gonna, which one but um can be a bit more cultural yeah too. so i think and there's another play i've got my eye on which i thought we might go together <gasps> so I'll, I'll send you a link yes that and would sound i'm good. sounding mysterious but actually just can't remember what it's called <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, mystery is so much more alluring, isn't it? <laughs> Air of, I just, you know, je ne sais quoi. So, uh, anything else we need to cover off before we um, head out into the wilds of Bondo well, Junction? Uh, I just uh, some of the things I've been watching on the telly. Well, technically, don't actually have a TV. I know that's a bit controversial, but yeah. we will be getting one, I've decided. The kids and I, we've, we've made a deal. Um, but, yeah, so Handmaid's Tale, season three, back right. on SBS Demand. Um, bit of a fan. So, some people go, it's too much to watch, and it is very intense, but... I think it's one of those really important shows to watch. Considering the world in which we live right now, it's dystopian, yet it's also very possible to be a reality. And uh, when things like, um, you know, abortion still illegal in New South Wales, with, um, you know, the, the case with, jo- um, with Geoffrey Rush and uh, the, the journo and how all that came about and the Me Too movement getting a bit squashed by it, yeah, and then the raids now on the, the media. I'm not suggesting we're falling into a, um, a full-on Handmaid's Tale scenario, but, you know, you kind of have to sort of stay aware and be conscious that bad stuff can happen in good countries. Um, and, uh, yes, it's it's an amazing look. It's a beautifully produced TV series. It is very confronting. But season three is about the revolution. It's about the changing tides. So the first one is the fall into... Um, Gilead and the whole new structure the second one is the loss of hope and like there's really no way of you know getting out and the third one is a little bit more like okay we can do this and how do we fight and how do we create resistance so I'm only it's only three episodes in I'm loving it I binge watched it last weekend over the long weekend all three all three episodes it's not a lot of binging but let me tell you oh a binge so, Oh my god, it was a binge lit. I like it. A yeah. mini binge. Mini binge. <laughs> What's a big binge? I don't Maxi know because I think a binge is big. <laughs> yes, exactly. We just can't stop. So, Handmaid's Tale, absolutely love it. Um, and then I watched another one which I thought was brilliant called Transparent. And Transparent is not about see through, which is what I thought it was about, you know, being transparent about things, although it's spelled the same. It's about a trans parent so about this dad who becomes a mum basically right okay. the kids are grown uh, okay. up and so they're this adults has been out for a little while is it this has young? it's based in LA it's got a very similar vibe to the one I think you were telling me about called love which I also loved mm. very LA very real interesting characters quite flawed um, with them falling in love yeah. similar thing very with transparent very open and honest look at this um, woman's journey to becoming a woman what does it mean for her but then it impacts the lives of her family I mean she's divorced her wife or ex-wife her situation how that makes her feel her three children how did it affect them growing up because he was or she was rather um, already experimenting with things and right, right. And, and, and also very liberal parenting generally they're Jewish so there's that element as well uh, it's fascinating and it's a I think three seasons um and and then they're finished and it's just oh, compelling wow. very dark okay very oh, very okay. dark but very funny as well really tickled my funny bone with that okay good so all right so definitely that's, worth yeah. that's worth a binge okay because i do i always i think oh i will watch handmaid's tale and then i think oh it looks no, heavy no, but it is heavy but worth it the other one that i'm watching which i've just fallen into a bit like you with podcasts you're just kind of yep. you know looking around on netflix or stan one called tales of the city oh, yeah. which is based in san francisco 
um, about a, a, I guess, a very broad LGBTQIA community that live in, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the street, but anyway, they live in this big house, which has maybe, I think, five or six different apartments, but it looks like one of those big, beautiful San Francisco houses. Um, someone's trans, some are queer, some are gay, some are lesbians, like it's all various. And then there's the straight girl who's just the daughter of one of the people living there and she's just everything in between. Um, but what's beautiful about it is not actually about their sexuality, it's about all their peop the people who they are and, and their stories and their journeys. Their sexuality is so secondary. Right. Which is what I love about it because so much of our societies, anybody who is in that community is defined first by their yeah, sexuality, secondary yeah. by yeah. who what they do or what amazing things they've achieved or whatnot. So there's but there's a phenomenally strong storyline through it. So um I'm only maybe it's a I think already been around for a little bit so I'm only a few episodes in but I'm um, just from oh. it, it's got me from the beginning fantastic um very, sometimes very confronting sexual themes for those of you um who um just so you know um didn't bother me I found it quite fascinating to be honest it was a bit of an education <laughs> really tilting my head to the left um how would I do that um <laughs> too much okay we'll, we'll retract but the point being is um I just it's very honest and it's very um yeah a very real look at life um in that community but again it's about the people right it's yeah. not about their sexuality yeah. and that's what I absolutely love about it okay brilliant oh Olympia oh. Dukakis is in it oh and Laura Linney's in it and I think there's some few others in the woman yeah, from Juno's so in was, it um so I think it was that's more than 10 years is it been out or is that it's a book they, so it yeah, is maybe actually I'm, maybe a book i'm thinking of the book and it was adapted i'll, was adapted, I'll do yeah. a bit more research next time yeah. and actually write down who okay. the book was written by and yeah so and who it was adapted by so well, you're a little bit more across it to my list when i'm reconnected <sighs> i think yeah. i need to go pick up my daughter from school i think you do so oh that's, God, that's good we've done some dumplings we've managed to yeah i've definitely um uh, I think I've gone past the halfway mark on those. Okay. So you've got some catching up to do. Uh -huh. So we'll wrap that up and uh, finish off our little plates of dumplings. And Yum. we'll s talk to you again in uh, two weeks. Sounds good. Okay. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.